0: Hi, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast for Friday, April 13th. On this week's edition, we're going to talk about the Arkansas Legislature's terrible final days, and uh, who knows, maybe some more. I'm joined, uh, as usual, by Max Brantley. Afternoon. So the, the legislature says it's going to wrap up business April 30th. There is no filing deadline for bills this year. Uh, I, I believe like that's that was a precedent set last session. So who knows what's going to happen, but you've started to hear from committee chairs that the time is now to get bills in. So, uh, you know, still room for devilry, but I'd say uh, much of it is probably... Uh, much of it has probably happened. Is that fair? No, I don't
1: know. You're more you're more optimistic than I am. I mean, in <laughs> two weeks, I, in two weeks, it only takes three bills from introduction till done, and in a hurry to get something done. And I, I I noticed they filed a couple more bills a day. They were just junk. But you know, there's there's just no telling. I I, I just want it to end soon.
0: Well, before we speculate on what might come, let's talk about uh, what's happened since we last recorded. I guess the biggest news this week was um, something that was not especially meaningful, but was news because of what it wasn't, I guess. And that's the the sham, uh, as we've called it, hate crimes bill that was signed into law this week. Right, it
1: it uh, it passed without a single vote from an African American member of the legislature. It passed without a vote from the the gay member, or the lesbian member of the legislature. Uh, I think there might have been a handful of Democrats in the House who voted for it. None of the Democrats in the Senate voted for it. It was not a hate crimes bill. It's it's a bill that says anybody of a class of people who has a crime a, a small number of serious crimes committed against them perhaps can have the sentence of the perpetrator uh, be a minimum of 80% of sentence if if convicted and the prosecutor can make a case that it was because of the class of person. I, this was, this was a, a bill written to avoid conservatives opposition to providing any kind of specific protection for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer people and, and so it was done and the chamber of commerce backed it, and the leadership backed it, and they said some really stupid stuff in the passage of it, like, "Well, sure, it protect a dairy farmer or a neo-Nazi," and and a bill that protects everybody protects nobody. Uh, the, the The argument was is that you need a hate crime bill to add protections for people who are historically discriminated against, and the this legislature refused to do that. They don't want to specifically protect people by race or ethnic background or sexual orientation and so they didn't uh, the human rights campaign and and the uh, uh, ADL and, and other human rights groups the ACLU all denounced the bill as a sham said they didn't think it met the standard for removing Arkansas from the list of states without a hate crimes bill the governor signed it and said it wasn't all he wanted but it was something and you know, it was a lot of sound and fury that, in the end, signified nothing, as uh, Shakespeare said. <laughs>
0: and I mean, the chamber of commerce pushed this because they recognize that it's been a black eye. Arkansas is one of, I think, three states that doesn't have a hate crimes bill. I mean, is this going to fool anybody? You know, well, that, in terms that, of that, that, that,
1: that has been my point. Is the chamber said, oh? We're getting, you know, there are people that don't want to move to Arkansas because we don't have a hate crimes bill. And I'm getting pressure from corporations to do something about this passage of this meaningless, impossible to enforce and likely never to be enforced bill. Is not going to outweigh the dozens of negative headlines that are pouring out of Arkansas. The, the assault on transgender people is embodied in at least nine pieces of legislation They've passed 10 anti-abortion laws so far with more on the way. Uh, They have moved with a package of vote suppression laws that are identical to those that have been passed in Georgia and produce corporate boycotts in Georgia. The simple truth is, is Arkansas is living up to its low reputation. Corporations don't say much about it because who gives a shit about Arkansas? And why should they? We have centuries of being behind in everything. Uh, there was really just a, a great moment in the house of representatives this week on, on another topic and that was debate in which the house resisted and ultimately defeated an amendment to expand dramatically the appropriation to accommodate expected federal money to build electric vehicle charging stations in arkansas the the there's an old 80 year old service station operator from from bb i think who so we don't need none of this Biden stuff in Arkansas. Petroleum is good and oil is good enough for me. And there was kind of a long list of people objecting to this bill. And finally, Les Eaves of Searcy, who who is a Republican, said, really, does Arkansas have to be last in everything? And I thought if there was ever an epitaph for this session, that was it.
0: I, I, I think that that ended up passing on Thursday though.
1: Well, not no. They passed the grant the authorization for the grant program, ah. but but they defeated. I think the appropriation is five million dollars, and they tried to move it to fifty million because they're expecting a significant. And Arkansas, as they as the backers said, is a black hole for electric vehicle charging stations. People driving cross country avoid Arkansas because there's so few places to charge an electric vehicle. And so what they beat was a a dramatic expansion of the program, which would have been funded if it's funded at all entirely by federal money. They did, yes, yesterday, again, with, with some stupid comments from Jim Wooten did pass the 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 program by which the energy department can can dispense the grants if money is forthcoming, but a lot less than than was originally expected. This was the one where Jim Wooten said, Well, I've never owned an electric car, never driven one to oh, hope I never do. They're not fast enough. Well <laughs> I can tell you one thing that electric cars are is fast. <laughs> My wife has one and it's the entry level Tesla. And it is, fa- I mean, the acceleration is astonishing. But I mean, I got up to 95 or 100 coming back from Dallas in it without even knowing it. It's, uh, I'm telling you, they're fast enough. <laughs> uh, I,
0: another uh, area that, that Arkansas has long been the worst in is landlord tenant. Um, Tenant rights, I should say. Uh, there's no implied warrant of habitability. Uh, there's still a criminal eviction statute on the books. We're the only state with that. Efforts to uh, repeal uh, the criminal eviction statute have failed so far. Um, there, uh, A meaningful uh, bill to tenant bill, tenant rights bill, failed to get any movement a fairly weak one is, has made it through the Senate. It it could get stuck in the house where there's just been serious resistance to do anything, uh, for years and years.
1: Right. It'll be kind of interesting. Jonathan Dismang, who, who passes as a reasonable Republican, uh, and who I think is, has some idea about running for higher offices, trying to fashion himself this session as the, backer of sort of some midway approaches on some issues and one of them is this bill that he came up with that he described it as historic and and in a sense it is. It's just it's it's such a reflection on how bad landlord tent law is in Arkansas that his bill could be considered historic. I mean it does include some some promises in a lease agreement that a that a landlord will provide you with a roof that doesn't leak and we'll give you electricity and we'll give you heat and air and running water, potable water and a sewer system. Now, if he doesn't do that, the, the, the tenants only alternative is to move out, but without penalty. If, if he doesn't meet that, he can leave without having to get arrested for not paying his rent for an uninhabitable dwelling. But so it's not a warrant of habitability. Didn't include uh c o two detectors and smoke detectors landlords said that's just too expensive to have to put that kind of crap in and land and tenants will steal the batteries or disable them and sue me or something i mean the other states have this, but arkansas doesn't there's one minor change i think that a tenant can go to court in a contest without having to file a fee on the front end uh doesn't protect him from anything that can come after so the 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 group that has backed a a stronger bill issued a statement trying to be nice for Dismang's effort and saying, well, you know, he promises this could be the start of something in future sessions. But but they but they then made it tougher the next day by saying, you know, this really isn't much. I mean, and and it's not. I mean, I guess it's something, but it's not. It's not much.
0: Uh, and the, the rhetoric around this and any sort of debate or discussion or testimony is just sickening and and so representative of the contempt with which so many legislators have for poor people. Or, or oh, they,
1: they just do. I mean, poor people are just characterized as a mess of trash and landlords, noble people, just trying their best to get by and, and do a good deed for people who take advantage of them. And, you know, it's just, it's just so far from... I, I mean, I have no doubt that they're bad tenants. So sure, Surely there are. And, of course, that's true. Human beings are human beings. But all these people wouldn't be in the business if they weren't making a lot of money on it. And it's interesting how many legislators are apparently basically slumlords renting out low rent housing and making plenty of money on it and they're just so mean about it robin lundstrom really is i mean it's just a real contest between her and mary bentley for who's the meanest member of the arkansas legislature lundstrom i'm on my mind because she's on a bill that she she sold and 30 seconds of debate in the house yesterday is really helping the needy and what it does is it makes it have to requalify over and over with even higher standards for food stamps and Medicaid coverage. They want to be sure if they find somebody hit a lottery ticket or something somewhere, it, it, it's it's just a punitive bill that, that passed easily in both the House and Senate <laughs> that will undoubtedly mean some people will be thrown off food stamps because of vagaries in the checking system. And it's just mean. It's just more meanness. It's just more the view of that poor people deserve to be poor and are, are basically subhuman and deserve to be punished. And if they want to live better lives, well, they just need to work harder like Robin Lundstrom did.
0: Yeah. And they're just constantly trying to game the system too. That's a theme of so much of this legislation that, you know, that the poor people are out
1: there living off the hog and, and not, not working. And you talk about gaming the system. I mean, the, the parade of special interest tax cuts that, come out for this exemption and that exemption. And, I mean, gaming, the system is the name of the game out there. I, it, it's, it's been just a thoroughly depressing session.
0: Well, uh, at the risk of making you more depressed, let's talk about a few more topics. Uh, one of the themes has been, uh, especially on the Senate, just a, a true contempt for public health. Uh, health Secretary <laughs> Jose Romero, as we I think we discussed it, uh, last Two weeks ago on the podcast, uh, was uh, was called for a confirmation hearing, which is something that has not been done possibly ever in in, in modern legislative history. And uh, he, it, I think, it takes a supermajority to confirm him, and so he, while he got a lot of votes, it was narrow his passage. And you heard from from the Jason Raperts and Trent Garners of the world about you know, how he'd been suppressing Liberty and uh, it was, it was pretty awful. Uh, maybe one of the, one of the highlights slash lowlights of the session was when Gary Stubblefield casually admitted to taking a uh, cattle dewormer <laughs> to prevent COVID, well, was, which is apparently was widespread enough that the CDC has a specific warning no, I, against I it. I told
1: my daughter about that. and She knew there's a, she told me the name of the stuff and yes, it's, it's, it's up there with hydroxychloroquine sub worse. And yeah, it's, it's going, it's going, it's going around. It's some, it's some kind of medical ingredient. I don't know. I I don't think anybody's suggesting it's a, it's a proven use of use of the substance, however. Uh, well, no, and they, the house and Senate both voted yesterday to remove the plexiglass barriers that have been dividing desk and Cindy Crawford, who is, She is another mean, stupid member of the legislature from Fort Smith. She rose on a point of order and said, free at last. You know, and they stopped wearing masks, most of them, a long time ago. And, of course, they've stripped the governor of power to to set emergency health directives. And and not just now, but forever. And, you know. And
0: and they're going to consider, I believe on Monday, uh, a, a bill from Trent Garner that passed the Senate that would prohibit cities or schools from imposing mask mandates
1: right they've got that and they've got a prohibition on people requiring vaccinations and you know it's uh there's just a rejection of science is is simply the case and and all of this is happening While Arkansas is among about half the states in the country that is experiencing an increase in the number of COVID cases, and we now have some of the variants from the original form that are present here. Now, our numbers are still fairly low. Our hospitalization rate currently is very good, and and 200 more cases a day is nothing compared to 3,000 cases a day like we saw at the worst of times but the trajectory is not currently still going down. And, and there's great warnings that if people don't get vaccinated that it will allow some of the variants to flourish and they might not be as treatable by vaccine. And every day the story is the same. Appointments for vaccines are going unfilled. We're only doing about 25,000 shots a day and that's just not gonna get it done. And while at one point you could fault the state for not moving aggressively enough with, with mass clinics, the problem now is people aren't getting the shots. The, the doses are out there, suppliers are willing. They set up UAMS to do a thousand shots in a day and they get 600 takers. It's not good. You know, this is, this is a state that that has earned its place. In, in America, and down at the bottom end of the scale.
0: Well, the uh, the the laws coming from the legislature on um, prohibiting any kind of uh, local mask requirements. That's another theme that we've seen. Where, while historically Republicans have supported local control, it's been highly selective. This session, uh, they're they're. Um, Maybe the the worst of the bunch was a a law that orders uh, all law enforcement to ignore federal gun laws, which is going to be such a mess.
1: Right. Although they haven't specifically uh, instituted a local prohibition on this. You know, they've just said it's state matter. We're going to ignore them. And as Ashley Hudson pointed out on the floor of the House yesterday, And I I mentioned this again today and I I hesitate to do it because I don't want to give them ideas, but this means there will be counties that will enforce the federal law. I think you can count on the prosecutor in Pulaski County, Larry Jegley, to cooperate with federal authorities and enforce federal gun law and help them enforce federal gun laws. But there'll be places like Cleveland County with crazy Sheriff Chris Bound that won't. And so. There will be laws in some counties that will be enforced in some places and not in others. And that's just nuts. I just hope they don't come down with an order saying, you know, local. But although today I got to know from Kevin Smith, the great guy, he's mayor of Helena, West Helena. And he's going to get his city council to pass an ordinance Tuesday that says we're going to enforce the law in Helena because we've all signed an oath to uphold the constitutions of of the Arkansas and the United States of America. Well, we'll see. I sent Trent Garner over there, in a citizens' arrest, I guess, or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, and there's all sorts of things like this. There's uh, new laws that allow guns and in, in parks and other public buildings. I mean, you know, right. cities, they, they took, cities they took local their
1: control of parks away. They've they've taken local control of, of monuments away. They passed a law. It says uh, if the city wants to remove some monument off city grounds, it has to get approval of the State History Commission before it can do it. And this this is all about Confederate monuments, of course, but it, but it would apply to anything.
0: Well, somewhat amazingly, uh, there has been some really bad legislation that hasn't gotten through. Uh, Mark Lowry's had uh, a number of bills that would uh, regulate teaching. Um, of anything regarding race. and that's, that's maybe overbroad, but
1: pretty close. Yeah. And he got beat again yesterday on some sham racial equity bill that purported to say it was about, you know, you shall not teach that one race is inferior to another. But what it was really about is again, another effort to try and institute a program where you just couldn't teach about unpleasant aspects of American history, you know, like slavery. Right, and white yeah, it, people and white people thinking black people are inferior, there, which
0: there are, there are
1: many, including in the Arkansas legislature.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> Lowry is one of one of the, the best slash worst representatives of the disingenuous legislator. It's always no,
1: he's, he's, he's so odious. I mean, <laughs> he's such a slime ball. He, that that just. Oleaginous approach in which he seems so reasonable, in which in which he's so poisonous. <laughs> it's just every day. At the end of the day, I'm just, I, I, I just, I don't know if I can watch it another day.
0: Well, let's leave it there. let we'll, we'll stop the torture, but it's uh, it's it's coming to an end. We hope there there are some some looming issues, uh, largely as we mentioned before on. On uh, how we're going to spend up some of our surplus money, will there be, you know, some big tax cuts come along? Uh, there's a, a major issue with uh, with teachers' insurance, a huge shortfall, and uh, the proposal right now facing teachers is is to hit them with a, a, a huge increase. The year after, they've risked their lives, and more than a dozen of them have died because of COVID. It's
1: just And, and, here, and here's another thing. Missy Urban and the governor were patting themselves on the back this week because of the bill they passed that's going to make a, a small contribution by the state into raising the median pay of teachers. This is money that's going to go almost exclusively to small rural districts that have poor tax bases. And they'll get maybe a couple of thousand dollars. Well, you could what everybody's expecting now to happen is that there won't be any kind of meaningful teacher pay raise across the board unless right. it's given out of local property tax money. And then they will sock them with a huge lick on teachers' insurance, which some handful of rich districts might be able to offset not little rock currently because remember we're in physical distress is created by the state of Arkansas over the last six and a half years. And, and by, you know, which I don't know if you noticed the thing I did late one day last week about this letter from the governor on promising that the state's going to give local control back to little rock. I'll believe that when I see it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned. All right. Well, What, if anything, do you have to endorse this week?
1: Well, I'm happy to say that I took my first days off in 14 months and spent four days driving to New Orleans to see my kids. And we've all been vaccinated and we got together and in a nice hotel in New York and I guess did what you do in New Orleans, which was mostly eat and drink nonstop for four days. And New Orleans is still great. It's, I mean, it's bad in one sense. We didn't really dive into it, but the French Quarter is jammed with people. It's as if there was no pandemic. And that, and and a lot of people not wearing masks. Local New Orleans people are, but a lot of the visitors are not. And so that bothered me some, but <laughs> New Orleans is just still such a great place to go. I mean, Commander's Palace is still just a must for Sunday brunch. It's just so good in every single way. It's just, its standards are so high, but should anybody go to New Orleans again? An absolute unalloyed endorsement of a place called uh, uh, the Bon Me Boys. It's a it's a gas station restaurant out on the the Airline Highway in uh, in Metairie. It shares space with the Texaco station, and it's some local guys of of Vietnamese descent, of which there are a lot in New Orleans who have uh, kind of mashed up Vietnamese sandwiches with new Orleans sandwiches and have this long list of, uh, different banh mi sandwiches. And it's, it's just, it's on this Vietnamese bread. That's a lot like new Orleans French bread and it's got, you know, cilantro and, and, uh, carrots and onions and all the vegetable, the really good fresh vegetable toppings and then with stuff like Vietnamese meatballs and the classic banh Mi, but also with I don't know, fried oysters and shrimp, Bam Bam shrimp and Korean fried chicken. And they also have this this I call it Louisiana poutine basically, where they take French fries. And they put six giant fried oysters on it, and then they smothered that with oyster bienville sauce and green onions. I mean, it's not healthy, but it's it's pretty damn good. So anyway, the Bon Me boys out on the airline highway, I get my absolute endorsement this week. Oh, that sounds
0: fantastic. Uh, Well, I guess this is somewhat of an endorsement, but I I reach full vaccination strength tomorrow, so I'm excited. Excited with all that that brings, being able to see friends a little bit more, and um, after uh, however long it's been, I guess it's been thirteen months. I'm going to return to the office at least temporarily, starting on Monday, Um, and I'm I'm eager to to work with some of my colleagues that I've never worked with. It's been a crazy year for the Arkansas Times. We yeah, so uh,
1: it's right. We have somebody who's writing for us you you've never seen him in person
0: no no I, but some people have not
1: no, oh, and yeah. i know i know
0: all the people I that,
1: and that i worked with I lost, and
0: I've for a while i,
1: I lost power I, at my house has worked
0: I'm, at the yeah. times for about a year and has never worked around anybody else and uh, austin bailey our, our new managing editor has been around for two or three months and hasn't met anybody so it, looking forward to that uh, that will yeah, be, I
1: met some. I went in when my power was lost. be around colleagues
0: house. and yeah. start, uh, you know, getting, getting back into to life and culture and commerce and and all that. Well,
1: that's, so, a, that's a good thing.
0: Uh, we'll leave it yeah. there. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Get your shot, and uh, try not to despair too much. We'll be back next week.
1: See you around.